So yeah, welcome. Morning Drinkers Podcast. Thank you. David David Castaneda. Yes. Yes. And are you cool with that? I, I think it little... moves a little bit, but that's all right. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm sorry. We were supposed to have a different setup. Oh, wait, no. I can tighten it here. There it is. There you go. Boom. Right on. Yeah, man. So I, I actually uh, I wanted to get you on for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons is that we play in a group together. And I feel like I don't even really know you that well. <laughs> I'm new. I'm new to the area. Are you though? Okay. I was here for a few years yeah. during undergrad. So I know the area. Yeah. And I met you and like the usual suspects mm-hmm. at, during that time. Uh, but then I left for like seven years to LA. So it's been a minute since I've been down here. And I only really came down here for like gigs and gigs, like right. specific reasons. Uh and then I've been down here. I let everyone know I was down here since like mm-hmm. January, I want to say. I moved down okay. here like September. But I didn't really tell anybody because I was writing the dissertation. You know, right, right. Like you, you wouldn't be available anyway for anything. Yeah. Nah, I was trying to like make sure I wasn't doing any kind of music situation whatsoever. Because the dissertation is just so, the research involved, you know. Yeah. Like it's like, I don't even know what, 12, 16 hour days. You know, just trying to get it all right. That's and, insane. You know, it was hard. So... You uh, you graduated what last month? La- yeah, last mm-hmm. month mm-hmm. you got your PhD. Mm-hmm. So what exactly? What is your degree like? What was it that you? Uh, one, what did you major in? Mm-hmm. Two, what did you get? Um, Should have closed that. <laughs> That's okay. Edit, yeah. edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cut that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like, explain. Uh, I guess your your trajectory to achieving your PhD, your PhD in? Ethnomusicology. Yeah, ethnomusicology. So, ethnomusicology, yeah. So the trajectory, it was interesting. I, I, I got an undergrad, a BA in music, studying mm-hmm. with Kamal Kenyatta at UCSD. Mm-hmm. And that, that degree was great because, I mean, what I really went to school for, what I wanted to learn how to do was write music. I didn't know how to read or write when I was a kid. Uh, I did everything by ear. So <clears throat> I had a really good ear, but I didn't really have the like I, I love writing songs but i didn't know how to communicate that to other musicians okay, right yeah, yeah so it's one thing to be able to write it's another thing to be able to write efficient or it's one thing to be able to compose music mm-hmm. it's another thing entirely to be able to compose music efficiently right? Right, right right so if you sit in a room with like five dudes and you can do like the metallica thing you know and Let's just you jam know, just jam and right. like collectively write and compose that's great you know a lot of great music happens that way has happened that way but in the situation that a lot of musicians find themselves here in the United States, speaking specifically, or any, I don't know, capitalist environment, you know, yeah. uh, you don't have really that much time if you're trying to make this a living or even if you have a day job and you have mm-hmm. other things going on. Right. You don't have the time to do that. You need to be able to present musicians with a concise form of what, you, what it is you want to play mm-hmm. and then you play it. You right. know? And then you work stuff out as you play it. Right. So I understand that through the jazz tradition, which is chart writing, you mm-hmm. know, composition arrangement. And that's essentially uh, being able to take ideas in your head, musical ideas, and put them in a form that another musician who has never seen or heard that idea can accurately um, produce. Interpret, play. Yeah. Exactly, you know. So I went to undergrad really to learn that, and I studied under uh, Kamal Kenyatta, which, you know, Anthony Davis, David Borgo, uh, Mark Dresser, and they helped me tremendously, and I learned a bunch in there. And then when I finished that, I was like, well, you know, I want to continue this somehow, but I didn't really know in what. And a buddy of mine, I don't know if you know him, Gabriel Garcia, Chango yeah. Majadero, yeah. 
he did a program at CSULA that was uh, in Afro-Latin music, a master's mm. program. He's like, hey, man, why don't you come down here? You can, uh, it's a cool program. It's like one of two in the country that you can get a master's in specifically Afro-Latin music. Usually it's wow. like, I don't know, jazz or something. Yeah, like yeah, So I went and I got in. It ended up being a really cool two-year program. There was like a lot of bullshit, but also a lot of really cool things. I got to study a year with Calixto Oviedo and Euro Zambrano, who are amazing. I mean, Calixto is like a... He's like a, I don't even know what you call him, man. Like a Miles Davis of timba yeah. music, you know. He's like right. one of the one of the guys who invented it. You know, a lot of his sound is what the drummers today use. You know. Yeah. So to be able to study with him for a year was like, what are the odds? You know? Right. He landed. I think he came from Sweden. He was staying in Sweden, and they offered him a position, or somehow he came to LA, and then he got to that school. And I was like, they're like, hey, wow, you know, yeah. we're thinking about hiring Calixto. Would you like to study with him? I'm like, what you're are you like, talking about? You're like, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Calixto. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. There's YouTube. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he came out study with him. I did a bunch of writing, you know, and it was cool. And then towards the end of that, somebody told me, oh, well, you know, there's a, there's a program at UCLA in ethnomusicology. And I was like, what is ethnomusicology? Right. I don't even, that word doesn't even make sense, you know? <laughs> doesn't make sense. So then I started reading... Uh, books by this this scholar named Stephen Loza, and I actually really liked it because yeah. <clears throat> what he was doing is he was interviewing musicians within the context of culture, right, yeah. and okay. history, right, which is what any musician does really. Yeah. Like if you're taking your the proper respect to the music, that's what you're doing. Yeah, you're understanding the music within its cultural context, the tradition, the very exactly. Thing. Right. So you play piano, mm -hmm. yeah. If I were to tell you. What's the difference between Pupis Montunos right. and the Montunos that you hear, uh, let's say, in Fania Asars? What would that be? Dude, they're drastically different mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, well, honestly, I think the Fania, the, the Fania All Stars has just such a fucking. I always think like Larry Harlow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And his, his style is actually kind of blocky. Mm -hmm. and uh, very traditional like Latin jazz almost, to mm -hmm. be honest. Mm -hmm. Whereas Poopy kind of transforms what I've, what, I've, what I've spoken to a lot of Cubans about was like they took essentially what Bach was doing mm -hmm. and they injected those African rhythms into it, yeah. especially into that left hand. Yeah, exactly. And you're just like, dude, I've never heard this before. Mm -hmm. This is just like mind-blowing yeah. shit. But it's 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 honestly it's kind of funny because it's really nothing new. It's mm -hmm. just a different way of interpreting it. Now, what years? What do you mean, what years? What years does this come around? Like when the when the Poopy started doing his thing, and when the Larry Harlow started doing his thing? I would say Poopy was doing that shit probably what late seventies, early eighties, mm -hmm. even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Larry like just in the sixties, no? Sixties in the seventies. Into the seventies, and then then where? you also have then you also have a. Uh, Chucho fucking doing his shit too. Oh, of course. Did I get it? Yeah. Where yeah. though? Now, where did this happen? Uh, well, New York for sure. Is it Harlow? And yeah. Poopy is. Poopy, I would. It's Cuba. Okay. Yeah. So now you're doing ethnomusicology. So right. that's all ethnomusicology is. It's like, okay, so what is happening musically? Yeah. Where is it happening? Mm -hmm. When is it happening? And then the the last question that's often the most important is why, right? So like, why was Poopy thinking in this way? Why did two distinct styles develop? You right. Know? All these kind of questions, that's essentially ethnomusicology. And the way that they do, and musicians do this all the time, you know? Yeah. So 
I had a. I find it funny more so that bringing it back to like Chucho and Iraquere and then even Poopy, what they were listening to American music. Yeah. And they were just like, oh, let's kind of implement this like funk that mm -hmm. America is doing mm -hmm. and incorporate it to what we kind of already have over here. Mm -hmm. And then it's really, it's just a, a fusion that they created. Mm -hmm. It's just another form of fusion. Well, exactly. Yeah. For me, the interesting part of that question is the fact that the fusion happened. I gave you a stupid elongated answer. <laughs> no, that was good. Okay. That was it, was good like, it was like, it was like. No, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's a good answer. A stupid elongated answer would have been like, look, man, the piano has 88 keys. And then you just, <laughs> you just play what you want, man. You play right. from your heart. That, yeah. Nah, there's the shit that you're playing, you know? Right. But so, so essentially that's ethnomusicology, yeah. right? It's asking these questions. And what I liked about it is you, all the musicians that I've very, very much respected and looked up to, they've always done this. They've yeah. always thought in this way. Mm -hmm. You know, why are we playing this at this position part of the, this position in the music, this part of the music? What is the history behind it? Why did the thing, these things come about? Yeah. So when I found out that I could do this as like, you know, uh, academically, I was like, yeah, I'm down. That sounds really, really cool. That's what got me to UCLA. Wow. That's so, miss, I don't know why I always say that's so funny. Mm -hmm. That's, it's, uh, it's interesting though that you chose to, that interested you that, like, you, did you have anything else that interested you? You were like, you know what? I think I'm going to major in this because let's say it's probably going to net me more money. It's probably going to be more lucrative than pursuing ethnomusicology. Yeah, man. I'm, well, in high school, I was supposed to go to pre-med. I was like, everything was oh, set shit. to go to pre-med. So you're really, going to get a PhD regardless, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I think so. I yeah. think so. I, I just like school was always fun for me. I liked um You were always a good student? Like um even middle school, high school, all that. I wouldn't say that. I I got bored really easily. So like in middle school and high school, like I really liked medicine. It was either gonna be medicine or physics. I really liked physics and like it was the sciences, I guess. Okay. I really, really liked yeah. science in, in middle school and in high school. Uh but I got bored easy, right? So the reason why I think I liked school so much is because you could just do a bunch at this. You know what I mean? Like right. if you start with chemistry, there's always like tons to learn. You know, yeah. you just go and go and go. So that was the plan until basically like, honestly, it was the talent of high school because that's when my dad started to get sick. So my dad got really, really sick and he almost died a few times, but he basically had liver failure, right? Mm. Through com many complications. <clears throat> But I was the one that was, I was the only one who drove. I'm the oldest of three. Mm -hmm. uh, and by that point, they were separated. So I was the only one who was actually able to take him to all his appointments. So how old are you? I was, by this point, I was like 16 going on 17. Would you say that your father's health issues were maybe a contributing factor to you wanting to go into med? No, no, because he hadn't gotten sick when I started being interested in med school, gotcha. medicine. So I was very interested in the sciences and medicine, like from the beginning of middle school. Okay. Which, funny enough, was like, that's, that's when my parents ended up separating and I had all of this free time, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't in the house and, right. you know, my mom was, there was like a bunch of bullshit going on. But I had all this free time. And also there was like this rhetoric in the house always of like you know you want to be a doctor like medicine doctor you know yeah. and i just always thought it was cool you know like they have all these puzzles 
you know, the, the body just works in all these crazy ways and everything is so precise, but so many things can go wrong. And doctors are these people that like figure it out, right. you know, and then can make it right. And you mm -hmm. say, you know, it's just very, very cool. So to me though, it was very innocent and like antiseptic that way. You mm -hmm. know, it was like, oh, you have these issues you can solve, you right. know, and you have all these different ways you can solve them. And then towards the end of high school, when my dad was like basically on his deathbed, I saw like the actual medical uh, system that we have here. So he would be like writhing in pain. Yeah. When you have really bad liver problems, you uh, you become cognitively dispaired uh, or cognitively impaired. It's, yeah, impaired. It's very early. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I know, I know. We both didn't get a no, lot of sleep last night. Yeah. Dude, I, I know, I know what you mean. It's so funny because this is morning drinkers, and like now that I finished my tea, I was like, you know what? <laughs> tea. I'm yeah. thinking I'm uh, ready for a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want one. Oh man, man I gotta go record a KPBS, man. I can't be loose for that. I think I don't know if you want one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I'm a question. Drink. Keep not keep a keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay. Keep, keep going. Keep going. So, <clears throat> so yeah. So he got really sick, and when you have liver problems, you start to become cognitively cognitively impaired. Um, so he would we would be in these waiting rooms. He you know we didn't have a lot of money, so we would be sitting in these ER rooms at like three four o'clock in the morning, waiting there for six hours. And it would get to the point where he didn't like know who I was, but he really? was on the floor. Like, and this is a man who, you know, he was a construction worker for many years. I witnessed this dude like shoot himself in the hand with a nail gun by accident, Yeah, roofing. And you pull it out, wrap it in a bandana, keep going. Or work the full day, you know, at the end of his work so, shift. Bro. So tough guy, but this pain tough was dude, just- Tough dude. So to see him on the floor that way, now the like, pain is is what? like all over. It was just like liver pain. Well, yeah. So when you have cirrhosis, your liver is essentially scarring, right? Yeah. So it can't, can't it can't work anymore. Right. So you get backed up with all these different things, and from what I understand, it's it's all the toxins. It fucking everything. Yeah, yeah man. It's swelling. Like you know, you right. just there's a lot of stuff going wrong. Um. So to see him in the floor like that was like crazy, but I'll never forget the way that people treated us. Right. So like on one occasion, you know. The man's on the floor, and the lady behind the desk is literally like, "I need you to tell me from one to ten, yeah, what your pain level Dude, is." Dude, I hate that so much. I hate, you know, yeah. and, I, and I'm like, "Are you talking to me or yeah. him?" You're like, "I think it's a ten. I think sure it's a 12, twelve, actually." Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure he needs to see someone right now. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. probably what needs to happen. Yeah. And I remember her looking at me, like not even looking at me. She was just looking at a paper. She's like, "I need to hear from him," and he's like yelling, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, "What the fuck do we do here?" You know. A second occasion, he almost died. Uh, he started seizing because we were we were in the ER, yeah. And the nurse, the nurse for whatever reason didn't want to give us the time of day. And uh, same thing. Where is this? This is in San Francisco. Okay. So I don't want to say hospital names, to like right, you know, right, right. but this was in San Francisco. <clears throat> and um, so he's on the like the medical the gurney whatever yeah. in one of the the rooms, and same thing, writhing in pain. And I'm calling the nurse over. I'm like, look, man. I know what his medicine is. I can tell you. Yeah. He's like, you just need to wait for the doctor. We're going to get to him in a minute. Okay. Okay. You know, I'm sitting there and then I see him and he's just like chilling with another nurse, like talking about sports or whatever. They're chilling, you know, having yeah. a good time. And I'm like, sir, we really need you to call yeah. the doctor over. He's like, I told you, you need to wait. Right. Like just. Yeah. And I look back and my dad starts seizing. Yeah. Right. And you hear the click, 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 click. And that's when he like looked over. And you're like, hey, I've been fucking calling you. Yeah. yeah. He runs in. And then the doctor peeks his head in. 
And he goes, how long has this man been here? And that's when I looked to the nurse and like, I, had to, I was thrown out, like it was bad. So I saw that and I'm like, you know what? I don't want any part of this. You know, like it's the medical system here in the United States does tremendous things. Mm -hmm. But to see that side of it, I was like, you know what, man? I'm not, you know, I'm not really, I'm not down for this. You know, it's I, not. Do you think, because I've, I've wondered, I've wondered this before, and especially based on the original person's reaction, the woman behind the desk, mm -hmm. do you think they're just so desensitized to all these things that it is now just become, and it's not that they don't give a fuck, it's just more often than not, it may not even be as serious mm -hmm. as you know one's claiming to be, and so they're just kind of like, you know what, I've heard this person cry wolf way too many times, mm -hmm. I'm gonna treat everybody like it's not that big a deal. I mean, I think when you see shit for 20 years, you get used to seeing shit. Right. You know? Sorry, you desensitized to certain things now as a result of seeing, you know, your, your father like that, uh, witnessing the hospital, you know, doctors, nurses, even just regular, you know, concierge people, so to speak. Are you mm -hmm. just kind of like, yeah, almost jaded in a sense? I don't know if I'd say jaded because I do know a lot of my family is in the medical field. Okay. My mom is in the medical field and she's like tremendous at what she does. She goes above and beyond for patient care. You know, so it was she always- She's a nurse? She's, she's not a nurse. She's a psych tech. She's thinking about going back to school to be a nurse. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting to see the, the, the contrast, right? So my mom will stay, you know, my mom's thing is like, she goes home when the work is done. Gotcha. Not- like one of these other people. So there's right. definitely a spectrum. And I'm not trying to say that like anyone in the medical field here is like- saying, Maybe you're just at a shitty hospital too. This was a tremendous hospital. Really? Yeah. This was a really good hospital. And we went to this hospital many times. So I think that when, like if you got to work the graveyard, graveyard shift anywhere, yeah, and you got to work the graveyard shift at a major hospital at four o'clock in the morning, you're not going to be happy about it. But I also don't really like the fact that I've met and I've seen a lot of people who have gotten into the medical field because they know how steady it is and because they know how secure the the jobs are. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to get into. It's difficult to become a nurse for sure. Yeah. But if you get a solid position, you're cool. I'm not saying it's an easy job, but you know, a lot of people look at it. I know a lot of people who were like, yeah, I'm going to go into the medical field because I know it's a good job. I... I would say majority of the people that I know it should are, be, like, are like that. Yeah, it should yeah. be. I'm going into the medical field because I really want to make sure that I save lives, I make a difference, I right. help people. Because that's a hard job, dude. Yeah. It's hard, man. It's oh, like I can't do that. Oh, me either. Yeah. You know, like it's, imagine, you know, oops, I killed somebody today. Yeah. Oh. I can't do any of those jobs. Yeah. I'm way too selfish. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like. Like I wish, I wish I could say otherwise. I wish Drop I could out say. Of the mic. <laughs> My bad. I wasn't as bad as that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like. I thought you were gonna say something. Else. That was good. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. At least you're honest. <clears throat> Listen, I'm 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 a lot of things. Yeah. And at least honesty is one of them. You may <coughs> people may not enjoy it. Yeah. No, that's good, man. But it is what it is. But you look. It's exactly. there's a reason I'm not there. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be honest with you. If I were to do that, I would be one of those people that would just be doing it for the money and the job security. And not, you don't want me there for that. Well, the so. thing is, so many people get in that are there for that. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it should be harder. I, speaking as someone <clears throat> who hasn't ha had to go through 
the process of becoming anything in the medical field, right? So right. I can I can speak from this position uh, in a way that <clears throat> would probably be offensive to somebody in the medical position. But I've just met so many people that are clearly of that mindset, you know, that like I remember there was a nurse one time when my dad was there and she was just like very rude. Mm. And my dad even asked her, you know, he had like wires sticking out of him. Yeah. And he's like, do you love what you do? And she like looked at him and was like, <clears throat> I love the paycheck that I get and like walked away. And I'm like, you know, the gall on somebody <laughs> to say that <clears throat> so like blatantly, you right. know what I mean? And like matter of fact, Yeah. I was like, damn, man, imagine <clears throat> this, that, that statement would be perfectly cool coming from <clears throat> like a mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Like a plumber. damn, a plumber, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a, something where what you do does your life isn't on the line. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. but the minute it starts to be like, if I hear like an aeronautical chief aeronautical engineer for Boeing say that, yeah. that doesn't make me feel good. Right. You know? like, yeah, or like yeah. a doctor or yeah. anything where safety is involved. That's where I start to be like, you know, I think, I think I see <clears> where you're getting at. Cause yeah. Cause you said, I think it needs to be harder. Yeah. Yeah. Because Usually, you, you just said uh, chief, like aeronautical engineer. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a long time to get there. Mm -hmm. I think along the way, you would be like the same for me. Yeah. Fuck this. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot, yeah, like you said, a lot of nurses or, and this goes for almost a lot of professions. I, I would go so far as to say a majority, at least in this country, do not like what they do. It's a paycheck yeah. and I get it. And it's a good paycheck. I get it. I just wish that <clears throat> I've accepted gigs I didn't want to do yeah. for the paycheck. Yeah, yeah. But and like, I hate doing it. Yeah. I'm like, but when we fuck up, yeah. It's like, Oops. no one's going to die. Yeah. yeah. No one probably even noticed. I probably me. die a little inside. Oh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. But, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, there's something, there's a line for me when what you do directly affects, you know, like the actions of those people in many ways affected my life trajectory, you know? It's, wow, yeah, if you think about it. If you think about it. You had know. you not experienced something like that, maybe you actually yeah. would have gone into that field. I probably would have been a doctor, you know, at some hospital right now, maybe. Who you knows? look like a doctor. Thank not you. Not right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I was going to bring it up. Is, it, is this prescription? Yeah. Gotcha. Because yeah. I was like, you're choosing to wear some hefty lenses right now. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. Whatever, Superstar. Man. It is what it is. You'd be man. you'd be like a doctor on CNN, you know, like just right now. Yeah, Sanjay Gupta. Yeah, that's a, exactly. That's a com Where's the camera, Sanjay? Yeah, can we connect, please? Yeah, I love you on CNN. We'll get Sanjay, Doctor Oz, everybody involved. Doctor Drew, <laughs> Doctor Drew. I called into Loveline when I was that's 17. That's right. I, I called that's into Loveline. Right. I loved Loveline. I don't, I, I, I overheard it. this briefly last weekend when yeah. we were at uh, that little hang sesh. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't hear the details. Oh, okay. I just remember you saying he called into Loveline. I was like, really? Let me tell you. So yes. when I was 17, 16, me and my homie Billy, William McGrath, we, uh, he's all married and whatnot. Kids. <laughs> he's like an upstanding citizen. I'm over here with these big ass glasses. <laughs> morning drinker. So styling. Styling. So uh, we loved Loveline. We just thought it was so cool that somebody with, you know, those credentials with those credentials yeah. who we really respected you know at, at that age yeah. was having candid conversations about things that we as young men were just like super interested about and curious about and you know the public and, and honestly just like very juvenile about it all you know yeah it was funny yeah you know, yeah. It was, you know i've always 
I've always had a very dark sense of humor, you know, so the stuff that they bring on and the, the characters, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't know. Like I've, I also like people and all of their, like they how beautifully chaotic they are. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you never. That's, that's cool. Okay. I'm learning. I'm learning. We have some similarities there. You know? All right. So, okay. So we would watch, like, I believe it was every Sunday, every Sunday we would, you know, midnight, we would be listening to this Listen. on the radio, on the stereo. So one time we're hanging out, I'm like, hey, man, we should call in. And he was like, but we don't have anything to talk about. I'm like, well, but we can lie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could like make up a character. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to do that? Like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. I'll be Benson. I'll be like a gangster, you yeah. know. Name. He's like, name Benson? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you can try it. This gangster from the UK <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was a, a, I, it was Benson and he was a gangster cholo from like Hayward or something. I don't know. I was 17. Did you do an accent? Like a cholo accent? Yeah, I was like, hey, man, my name is Benson. Hey, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I basically just talked like my dad. So then I called in and they actually took the call yeah. like because they screen when you right. call in. And uh, they were like, you want to do, your name's what? You're from where? And I don't know if the guy's Benson Holmes. Benson from Hayward, California. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, you know, if this is on the internet, whatever, but. It's going on the internet. No, if the actual call oh, is on the, the internet, right, right. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to incriminate myself or anything. I was 17, <laughs> but it was some nonsense, some yeah. nonsense. But the guy, I remember, I'll never forget the guy that was screening me. He's like like dying he's like oh you're getting on for sure you're getting you're getting, you're getting on for Dude, sure that guy probably got fired yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then i call immediately they like, put me on hold yeah. and i'm like oh turn on the stereo and i call my other homie i'm like turn on the radio the whatever station it was and they actually put me on and i remember dr drew was such a prick dude from the beginning because i i think he knew it was like you know not real i didn't really have so uh, he probably saw it. the screener and the screener was yeah. laughing yeah but they all like i remember one guy he was like, your name's Benson? I'm like, yeah, man. And they're all like, he's like, what's your favorite color? I'm like, purple. And they're like, that's royal, man. That's a royal name for a royal I got person. a royal, yeah, I got yeah. a royal last name. Oh my God. It was, it was super, super funny. And then I found the footage somewhere and it was horrifying. Like the things that I was saying as of 17, like the conversation was horrifying. The things we're actually talking about. You're not going to say what? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I can't do it, man. No, I can't do it. You got to tell me off air. One day, I'll tell you off air. One day I'll share the actual, I have the audio. We recorded it. Oh, you do have it. I have the audio. It was live. It was live. Okay. I have it recorded. I don't know how I recorded it. I think I recorded it on my phone. Oh, okay. In front of the speaker or something like that. And then I have the actual audio. That's hilarious. So I'll send it to you so you can listen to it. Definitely. But don't put it on the internet. I'm not proud of that. Who who was co-hosting at the time? Was it still Corolla? I I don't remember. It wasn't Corolla. I wouldn't remember Corolla. It wasn't Corolla. I think it was, it was definitely Dr. Drew. Right. And then I think two other dudes. It wasn't Corolla. I would have remembered his, his voice. He must have already left then. Yeah. Yeah. This was. 2007 or something like that yeah i think corolla had just <clears throat> left actually i think yeah. maybe even the year before or something mm-hmm. wow but yeah i loved love line man it was cool Dude, it was it was it was a good show i remember i wouldn't listen like religiously mm-hmm. but yes on the night uh, that i would just you know be like oh let me tune in mm-hmm. it was always a blast yeah it was, it was always great. a lot of, it was always a lot of fun i actually always kind of liked <clears throat> the uh the radio show aspect anyway yeah like when podcasts came along i was like that's the same thing as as the radio except now it's just on the internet and you could access it anytime it doesn't have to be live mm-hmm. it's just recorded now yeah mm-hmm. and uh because I don't, I don't know i don't know how you are sometimes i get musicked out and i'm like like I'm, i just don't want to listen to music anymore oh yeah 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 like because music is what we do it's also it's just it's part of the job yeah like when i come home 
if I've been, you know, shedding for a week straight or whatever, working on a bunch of different projects, then I play the gigs. When I come home, I don't want to listen to any more music. In the same way. I just want like, so I'll listen to a podcast or I'll watch even mm-hmm. a podcast. I'll, mm-hmm. Yeah. Something yeah. different. In the same way, man. Your ears need a break. Yeah. You know? Like the, I also feel like the brain needs a break. I feel like if I'm shedding stuff and I keep thinking about music and music and music, it's almost like it takes longer to learn whatever it is I'm trying to learn. Whereas if I leave it right. and sleep, right. then the next day I'll have it, you know? That that goes for uh, anything. I was talking about that on the last uh, episode, no, two episodes ago mm-hmm. with another musician friend that was on. And I said that I take frequent breaks even while I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. And it was a technique that I learned uh, reading about Einstein. Oh. That Einstein used to take frequent naps. Oh, really? Yeah. When he was working on whatever uh, you know that makes sense he would he would he would always take little breaks and and take sometimes like 20 minute naps here and there well that's how your body works stuff out right or your brain i should say that's yeah it, it, it's like you 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 cram a bunch of stuff in and it's like hold on like give me a second to process everything mm-hmm. and it's like shut everything down yeah. so we could process it faster yeah you know what i mean it makes total sense so i'll do that a lot and actually uh good for the eyes too i'll yeah. be i'll be on my computer or something either working on a recording or you know transcribing something and then i'll i'll get up and i'll just like go on my patio and just kind of like look outside and just yeah. stare and it's easy out here in san diego man it's yeah. so beautiful you know just to be out you know you can do that that's a, such a nice decompress right technique out here <clears throat> yeah man i i yeah that's brings me a lot of joy yeah brings me a lot of joy to do it that way yeah yeah that's a good way to do it is what it is yeah man so yeah ethnomusicology that's you know to bring it back to that that's that's what that yeah we went we went on a whirlwind yeah um and it's it's cool man you know it's it's one of those things where thinking in that way of like essentially what they like to what a lot of people like to say at the musicology is anthropology with Mm -hmm. musicology right um it just produces a lot of really cool questions you know and a lot of uh, interesting issues and a lot of interesting kind of like the main thing with other musicology is the interviews mm-hmm. because you can have music studies that deal yeah. with like society and history um, with Mozart, right? There's a lot of people who do that stuff on classical music, whatever. But the thing with ethnomusicology is it has to be current because you have to be able to talk to the people who actually do it. Right. That's the sticking point. So it's more of a personable thing. Yeah. It's like people. You right. have to be interfacing with people. Um, and that's what I really like about it because, you know, like people are just interesting, man. Like they're just, you know, like no one's story is exactly the same. Right. They have their quirks, you know, like when you're conducting an interview, like half of it is just figuring out the person you're sitting across from Mm -hmm. so you can get the right information, Yeah, you know, saying the right things. It's just interesting. So that's literally what happens here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, we you have you ever met Oliver? Oliver. Oliver's the the co-host, but he's not here, obviously. Did he do film one time for one of the medical yes stuff things? No, he didn't do any film. He uh, he's been basically, I think, to every show. Maybe I met him, and I'm just he's I a really good. He's face. a really good friend of Diego's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he does he does spoken word poetry. Oh, as well, cool. Yeah. Uh, but he he's actually the co-host, and when no one else is, it's always just him and I. Um, but we've when we started this whole thing, mm-hmm. we've actually kind of begun using it as a tool to communicate better. Yeah. Because there's, you know, sometimes there'll be a lull here and there, or sometimes the, uh, 
the other person, whoever, whomever we're speaking with, mm. actually, when you get to a certain level, you realize, you got, like, we don't vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, there's something there. It's like, oh, we're actually, we don't vibe. Mm -hmm. So you get to learn how to navigate those waters as well. Yeah. With someone that, if you meet a stranger on the street, you're like, oh, this, this person's kind of got this energy. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. going to match it. I know how to navigate this now. Yeah. And that's yeah. what this whole thing has kind of done. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful way to learn how to communicate with somebody. You it's know? just to talk. It's difficult. It's it increasingly hard. difficult, especially with people's uh, attention spans. These days. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, with the success of like Joe Rogan and like all those comedians. He to me is such an outlier. Um, I'm trying to think of all the podcasts I listen to right now. I think most of the... Can you think of one that's as long format as his? That's what I mean by the outlier. Not three hours, but... Yeah, see what I'm saying? You're completely right. Yeah. I would say, though, that isn't... What's the YouTube, like... What is that? Average? It's like five minutes? Like, if you get oh, to five like, minutes... Okay, yeah, It's yeah. like you're in the top whatever, uh, 1% or whatever. Wow, I'm not even informed about that. Attention span or something? Really? It, is it five minutes or is it two minutes? It's something incredibly small. Right? Well, I'm sure. Well, that's why you have TikTok mm -hmm. taking off, which 30 is seconds. essentially yeah. Vine. Yeah. Vine was even shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And then for podcasts, audio only tends to be, for me, I'd start to peter out like around like 20 minutes. Okay. Audio. I'm a visual person though. I like seeing. Stuff. I like if I'm, if I'm listening to a podcast, it depends on which podcast, but more often than not, the podcast that I listen to, I actually end up watching it. Yeah, me to too. me, they're shows mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the point where, like, people ask me about, "Hey, did you see that new show on Netflix?" I'm like, "No," because because I've been watching podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's my yeah. to the point where now I'm all I should cancel all that shit because mm -hmm. I just watch YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna get YouTube Premium? If I cancel all the other ones, I might. <laughs> I, I legit might. I mean, might as well. I'll never get YouTube Premium. I know. I hate it. Their ads are so annoying. But that's why I want the premium. I'm never gonna do it. Out of, so you, so the ads aren't that if annoying. They, if then. the ads were less annoying, I would have already gotten YouTube. What? Premium. That doesn't make any sense. Though. It doesn't have to make sense. That, <laughs> that's my sense reaction. No, if it was less annoying, I would have been ahead of YouTube Premium for okay. the amount of time that I spent on YouTube. Right. But those ads come every three seconds. Yeah. They're long as hell. A lot of them you can't. You can't. You can't. Skip. It'll say like video play after. Yeah. You're like for real. So you know what? Fuck you, YouTube. Yeah. Make some ads that are less invasive, right. and I guarantee you. As someone who's not in marketing, that your <laughs> that your subscription base will right quadruple. <laughs> That's what it is. So yeah, so back to uh, back to uh, any other outlier. Can you think of anyone who has such a long formatted podcast that is still mm. interesting enough where you stick around? Here's the thing, though. I wonder if a lot of the podcasts that I listen to haven't been edited down and they just aren't willing to share an hour long interview. I feel like a lot of the podcasts, so, like Steven Pinker stuff, yeah. is super interesting. Right. And I can almost guarantee you- Did you bring him up because of the book right there? No. No, no, <laughs> no. I just like his podcast. That's okay. a bad book though. Yeah. It's a good book. Uh, but he, I guarantee you those conversations have to be like an hour long. But what he releases is like 20 minutes. So I would wonder if he would- Does he have a Patreon? Um, I'm almost certain he does have a Patreon. So maybe some of those people do that. Yeah, they they the edit Patreon. out and they're like, if you want to see the full unedited, mm -hmm. go to your Patreon. Yeah, that's probably what's going on. And yeah. I'm just not aware of it because I'm not signed up. I should sign up for his Patreon. You see, Joe doesn't do that shit. No, he just everything's out. Yeah, just through Spotify. 
But even before then, he was just like, fuck it, we're not even yeah. gonna edit it. It's so actually like low budget. Mm-hmm. Now when I've seen other, other people's podcasts, I'm seeing how produced it is mm-hmm. that when I go and watch Joe's, I'm all, this motherfucker is like doing what we're doing. He's just got a camera and then this and this. All right. It's a turnoff for me when it's too produced. Like sometimes. Tom Bilyeu's, I love Tom Bilyeu's impact theory. I hate how produced it is. It's, I don't it's even, I'm not even aware. He's who? Tom Bilyeu. Tom Bilyeu is a, he's like, he's an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm almost certain he's the owner of Quest. I'm not sure if that's Quest Labs specifically. I, I think it's him. He's like, a, I think his net worth is somewhere around 500 mil, if not more. <clears throat> I love his podcast because it's all like uh, psychology based and like, um, uh, not, it's not self-helpy, but it's like, how to be more productive, how to be happier, how to be a better oh. person, better human, which I love. Um, you're such a you're such a good dude, man. I just, it's I feel like wait, uh, what's his name? Tom Tom Billu. How do I spell Billu? B I. There you go. Second second from the top. Ah, uh, Billu. Yeah. Tom Billu. Good dude. Good dude. Quest Nutrition. Quest Nutrition. Oh, okay, that makes sense. That he is. I mean, it is a little self helpy. Yeah. It figures it's a nutrition kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of dude. He's a good dude. He's just, you know, it's just like if you look at his podcast, it's just a little too produced for me. Like he has a space, multiple camera angles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like a show, which to me, it, it turns me off. I'm used to the, you know, just set up a camera and have a conversation. Right. So do you watch like uh, Lex Friedman's? Do you know Lex? Man, I know. I, yes, I respect him. It's too boring, too dry for you. I can't take. Yeah, it seems like he's it's too stoic in me. Yeah, yeah. like I pe- people I for me thing. are more like you know, like I like when they express themselves a little. bit. I'm not saying he's not. You know, that's who he is. I'm not talking mess. Yeah. It's difficult to get through an hour though of that. You know. Yeah, I, when he's on Joe's podcast, he's amazing. I actually haven't uh, had had the opportunity to check out. Well, I guess I've had the opportunity. I guess I just didn't bother because mm. he, he's he's on Joe's so frequently and. Like I said, Joe's an outlier. He has, he has a, a, a unique way to bring out people, even when they're shy. Well, he's, he's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, exactly. He, he has a format that works for him. Mm-hmm. He's also a comedian. You know? so, right. And I'm speaking as someone who isn't necessarily a huge fan of his comedy. Right. I do think that his skills as a comedian, though, have transferred over into him being just a, a wonderful host. I'm, this is not... I know he's controversial because he has like a lot of... You know, he's been at the middle of like and around ancillary to like a bunch of drama and all this i have no opinion on any of that Mm. but as a podcast host like you have to admit a lot of that stuff was interesting and the way he leads conversations yeah it just works man like he you know he's he's a he's he's a brilliant communicator yeah like it's there's no two ways about that yeah he's really good and i mean you know the success of the podcast is if anyone can tune into 3 hours worth of a conversation of people they don't know right that's and it can that times what 90 million whatever what's this download whatever before spotify i don't know it's it, yeah it's ridiculous i mean dude is like the fucking king of that shit it's crazy yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean he's really good at that so you listen to pinker i like you pinker listen to bill you Bill, you. Who else? Who else? You. Who else? You rocking with? Gary. If I want to hear someone yell in my ear, because <laughs> he's just funny to me, man. Like he's just so like New York energy. Which, Gary V. Gary V. Okay. Gary I was like, I was like, I didn't hear your last name, but Gary V. Okay. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk is hilarious to me. Um, let's see. I have it here. Damn, that was my shoulder, y'all. 
Fuck. YouTube, did you hear that? We're going to attend. If there's any... Uh, we're we're going to address that. Yeah. If there's any uh, shoulder surgeons or whatever. Actually, I have no pain. I don't I, know if I that's... Have, I have pain. I'll, you have I'll, I'll tell you a story. jiu-jitsu. That's why, bro. Yeah, you but just get your I'm stuff so, ripped on every... I'm so fucked, man. Uh, all right, I got about 15 minutes, by the way. Oh, it's not loading. Sure. So the big ones are Tom Bilyeu, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Not so much Joe Rogan, because I don't have a Spotify... You have uh, Spotify? Uh, Spotify? You have Apple Music? Or uh, none of that? I don't have... I used to have Apple Music. Oh, so you're just rocking with commercials then. I, I just hate commercials. Yeah, I don't like... But you're rocking with it if you don't have mean? either of those. I don't so, use them. So, like, how are you getting your music? Like, let's say... I buy it. I'm old school. But you buy everything. Uh, yeah, I mean... Okay, so the Spotify thing is... Like, I've never liked Spotify's UI. Or, or uh, I should say, it, the way that you get around... Mm-hmm. Everything in Spotify just never made sense to me. It's very difficult to use for me. Really? Yeah. I've, I've gotten that same reaction from everybody. Search, artist, boom. I don't like that. Like, it seems every time I go on Spotify, mm-hmm. if I don't pay for it, it has to be a radio station. Yeah. I don't but, like that. Yeah, but if you pay for it, that goes away. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying for that. Okay. Also, because they treat musicians and artists terribly from they, what I They hear. do. Yeah. Uh, I... I remember doing, reading an article a couple of years back where it was actually, I think Apple was the best one. Mm-hmm. Still pays musicians Very shit low. too. Yeah. But out of all of the streaming platforms, mm-hmm. actually, no, no, no. And this was a shocker because I had no idea they were still around. Napster. Is, Napster's a thing? Napster's still a thing. And the- Napster, I think, pays the most. Oh. Metallica fucking won. Okay. <laughs> you know you need to go mean? back to Napster. Then. Yeah. Napster is Napster, yeah. the one that pays the most. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I switched to Apple and then after, I don't know, like a year and a half on it, I thought Spotify's algorithm was better mm-hmm. and their platform was a little better because let's say I was listening to uh, an album, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Once that album was done mm-hmm. on Apple Music, mm-hmm. music would stop playing. Yeah. Whereas on Spotify, once that album is done, it automatically will generate artists similar to what you were just listening to and create a radio station based on that. That's pretty cool. And so that's how I was discovering new music. That's pretty cool. And so I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to discover new artists. Mm -hmm. Apple didn't have that. The other thing that I noticed with Apple, and this is why I got off Apple, is that a lot of the artists that I like to listen to don't the, have their music on there? Nah. Like a lot of the Brazilian artists that I love, yeah. like old school samba, even music from Mali. Like I like to listen to a lot of like stuff. That you might find on Spotify though. Really? Yeah. Spotify I think still kind of has a larger selection. Oh man. So maybe I need to try Spotify again though because that algorithm thing is pretty cool. I think I think there's like a little free trial, I believe. I'm going to try it out then. I got used to just going and like, because with Amazon it being so easy now, you right. can find most CDs for really cheap. Yeah. For like $2. And I was yeah. just, Buy them, and then I have the actual CD. Yeah, and then you get to see the liner notes. You know, I like all that stuff. So, are you a vinyl head too? Nah, I'm not vinyl. I don't like. See, I like the vinyl over the CD. Vinyl sounds nicer, obviously, but it's it's also just like, I don't know, man. It seems there's a lot of care that it takes. You have to like really take care of the vinyl. So there is, you know, there is. But if you like, uh, if you like the liner notes and you appreciate the artwork for Mm -hmm. like an art cover, like. It's just a bigger version of that. Yeah. And it's cool to have. It's, yeah. it's an art piece in and of itself. 
Uh, you're right. It does require special care. Mm -hmm. Don't let it get too hot. Don't let yeah. it too, you know what I mean? It gets hot in San Diego. Yeah, and it mm -hmm. can warp, you know, things like that. I completely understand. Um, and a lot of people now, even newer ones, because now vinyl's kind of had more of a resurgence the past few years. They, a, if you buy a vinyl, they'll have like a, a download card, a QR code where you could have the, uh, the MP3s or whatever on your phone. What? I so, didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like, cool. I could have it wherever I want. I don't have to just listen to it. Yeah. Or you know? buy a separate thing. Yeah. To put it in the Yeah. It's like, cool. It could be on my phone. Mm -hmm. I can listen to this album now. Everywhere. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I just got used to just buying stuff. Like I have a, you know, a tremendous library of music. So it's... So how do you how do you how do you discover new artists? What the way that I love to do it is to look at the liner notes and okay. and look at the personnel, and then I go search the personnel to see if they have any solo artists or right. solo projects. Solo projects, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then whatever else they're on. So like I use Discogs a bunch. Okay. Yeah. And you'll find like all these records from like who knows what year, one yeah. that I, you know like really old like obscure stuff. So it's it sounds like. Keeping with your ethnomusicology uh, theme here, it sounds like you listen to a lot of old, old stuff or new stuff, or or, or doesn't like it doesn't have to be super old, but relatively older. I listen to everything. Yeah. I, I like everything. The only thing I don't like probably is like, um, if I had to say something, I don't know what comes to mind. Are you gonna be the typical guy like I hate country? No, there's some cool country shit. Okay, there's some like. There's some good country music that I listen. I mean, look, there's bad music everywhere. I don't want to say if I say one type of music is gonna be bad, you know. There's bad music everywhere. But are I you, are are you do you do you like electronic music too or no? You mean like uh what is it like EDM and I mean that's type of electronic music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, so you feel like that's like the soundtrack of my college years. Like my my oh. roommates, all of them were super in ADL ravers and all this and they did you go on any festivals? I I went to one, and then a good buddy of mine is going to take me to the next EDC. So I'm super oh, super excited shit. for that. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't even have it this past year because Vegas has just been open. I, <laughs> I <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I was at a gig that too long ago. There was a bunch of people dancing, and then yeah. you know they were doing a bunch of crowd work. Yeah. And he just looks at me and he goes, <laughs> right? Like to the, I started laughing so hard, man. I feel like that's exactly what Vegas is right now. Yeah. All these people. Vegas is already grinding, man. Yeah. Like you know, you walk down the street in Vegas and your feet stick to the sidewalk. You yeah. know, it's like. Ugh, what, the, what what is this place i can now yeah it's just like a you know a hazard a whole yeah yeah but whenever it's safe we'll be out there yeah. i'm excited for that <laughs> it's never safe <laughs> yeah sure. yeah that's true, right? sure dude but man everything i like i just like music man i okay. like music i like new sounds like billy eilish and her whole production team to me is super interesting the, the way they can manipulate sounds that way do you buy her shit too then like yeah the, really yeah wow she's so really you cool. buy a lot of music i like to have have me i've never liked the idea of paying for something that you like let's say my my library is corrupted or whatever yeah, yeah. then i'm just I, I know you could re-download it but then like the quality is less right you know right. but if you have the cd then you can always have that and yeah. then you also have, you know, all the other stuff. Sometimes now, I think the Align record, the latest one that I bought, I think it's, I was, I was in Coco, something about Coco. I think uh, you're right. They gave you the digital booklet, which is pretty cool too. Nice. So I appreciate that. I don't know. There's something about having CDs. Maybe it's, I, I'm a 90s kid. Maybe that's what it is. I remember I walking mean, around with my, my little Walkman. I'm a couple years older than you. I get it. Yeah. Um, I just, man, I like, I, I've adopted almost everything digital. Mm -hmm. I, I am 
very much like the less shit, the better for me because mm. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't, if I misplace it, I'm like, where did I fucking put that yeah, shit? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's everything I could access from my phone, my laptop, from mm. anywhere. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. I, that's just function. Yeah. And then also the fact, the, the playlist function. Like I remember back in the day, burning CDs, be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love this song from this album, but I also like this song from that album. Yeah. I don't have to constantly switch it out. I would, you know, I'd, I'd burn songs on CDs and so I have, I have playlists essentially. Yeah. And that's what I like about, you know, Spotify or Apple's. I curate a playlist. Yeah. Just like I could just take that anywhere and that's kind of why I like that that's stuff. That's really cool. That's, I'm going to give Spotify another chance because of everything you just said right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try the free trial and watch me love it. They're, they're, love it. Dude, I agree with you though. They are, they are awful for the artists. I, I yeah. 100% agree. There was something always about it. But this it. podcast is on Apple and Spotify, so. Oh, mine's on Spotify too. But I mean, come on now. <laughs> you got to go where the people are going to be, you know? So if I, if I like out of protest, yeah. don't put my stuff on Spotify, who loses me? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I just don't expect to get paid <laughs> from them in any way. You know, Bro, you, we're, we're running out of time for you. And you just oh, yeah. Up. I totally forgot. No, we got like 10 minutes, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Your podcast. Yeah. Tell me about your pod. So my podcast is People Plus Art. So that's the name of the podcast, People Plus Art. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, yeah. <laughs> Google Play. Hell so yeah. what I've tried to do with this podcast- You're on YouTube too, right? YouTube, yeah. yeah. So we have an interesting- uh, Okay, so there's a few things that I wanted to address when I started. The first thing was, how can I create some kind of avenue of doing ethnomusicology that isn't so academic, right? Because even the word itself is like off-putting to a lot of people and- Right. You know- trying to get through an academic article about the musicology if you aren't used to that kind of reading is very, you know, it can be very difficult. Absolutely. But a lot of the work that ethnomusicology, uh, ethnomusicologists do is very meaningful, can be very meaningful. And I think it's, it can help us to overcome a lot of the issues that we have in our society, you know, xenophobia, racism, prejudice, bias, you know, because at, at its core, it's a lot of just people. It's people-centered. Right. And when, it can, when things can be people-centered, it can be very powerful, I believe. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to create you an are, outlet. You are a people lover, huh? I like people, man. People are just, people are interesting. I like them too, but I, they're really fucking annoying too. Oh. <laughs> anything, anything you love is going to be annoying at one point or another, if you think about it. I think. Music's annoying as hell. Yeah, well, if you're around it a lot. Music's annoying, period. Music's annoying. Gig, lugging your stuff to gigs, the amount of practice that, it takes, the amount of practice you do, and then something doesn't come out right even though me, you practice that, it. That, that, that to me <clears throat> is an extension of it. That's not music, though. Yeah, that's, but it's part of it. It's part of what you got to do to play it. Yeah. But what I, what I mean is that like if you're around it enough, anything could be annoying. Like if you, like yeah. you did, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like If I'm around my family too much, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, fuck off already, you know? But you love them. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoops. Next episode. That's where we get. Dr. F what was the name? Dr. Drew? Dr. Phil? Yeah. yeah. Both. <laughs> both. We yeah, both, both, on, yeah. both. Both of them. Son, you got problems. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know you were. That's a good impression. <laughs> good impression. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's what that podcast is. It's basically taking people who are doing interesting things with art. Okay. For the betterment of society, for the you know, or just interesting things in general, right? And just talking to them and seeing what they're doing and sharing their work. So we've had Gabriel Garcia on the on the podcast, my buddy Mark Ruiz, who is actually getting his doctorate in psychology. Nice. But he uses hip hop as a tool for mental health and like healing. So we had him. 
Um, so it's like a little bit of musical therapy mm-hmm. involved with that. Exactly. Gotcha. So just a bunch of artists and a bunch of creative people all doing interesting things in the art and the arts and sharing their stories and sharing everything with them. Now, what I've tried to do is also create, seeing as I'm still starting out, as much you know avenue to provide, I don't know, publicity, but also whatever money I can to the artist. So what I try to do is I release the audio-only versions as like 20 minutes. It's usually their, the longest interview we had so far is like two hours. And they all come out as 20-minute versions for audio-only. Mm-hmm. But the full thing gets uploaded in video it's to YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. And I keep whatever original content that we go over in the interview mm-hmm. on the video. So YouTube automatically flags it and whatever revenue comes is made from that video goes to that artist automatically. Oh, okay. I don't take any money from that. Right. So once that is in play later on down the line, that should be a cool cool way to at least in some way divert some kind of money back gotcha. to the artist. So I don't know if anyone else is doing that or if there's a better way to that, do it. And, and I don't know anyone that's doing it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a better way, I'd be happy to do it. But in, in order, a better way in order to, for them to receive money? More or, money. Yeah. You know? that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so far we've had original music and original music videos on the podcast. We've had my buddy Dane Schultz who just got, he's in the process of, process of getting his ethnomusicology doctorate from Colombia, mm-hmm. he has produced so much original footage of all these Timba bands in Cuba. Wow. He goes, he's been going for I years. I think you've mentioned him before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think he's in San Diego right now. Dane, what you up, at, Dane? What up, bro? Um, so we went over that. So that's what that podcast is, just sharing with people all these different things that people are doing in the arts and how cool they can be and how they can bring us together as a society you know that's the goal once again you are uh you're a caring individual trying to be at least for the internet yeah (laughs) i mean yeah at least that's what you're portraying yeah 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 who knows right as soon as i shut this off yeah yeah, fuck those fools this guy owes me money yeah yeah wow yeah yours yours is very much uh like almost like philanthropic that's a word right yeah 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 yeah, it is yeah yeah and, one day, and, hopefully. And mine, and mine is, uh, once selfish, again, man. very, cool. very, very selfish. But you make me spit up when I'm drinking tea. That's that's all that matters. Fuck dude. yeah, dude. I almost ruined this entire couch. I had to go home and change. Dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Cracking jokes. Yeah, man, this this whole thing is usually pretty silly. This has been, uh, this has been. you know, I hate having a time constraint, but I wanted you on. Sorry, man. I'll come back. No, yeah, yeah. Come, come back, come back uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's funny because th- these things, we do it opposite. You say the audio is 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. the video is longer. Usually it's actually the opposite for me. Really, the audio is longer, and then I'll edit out the video and put that on oh, YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, this one I probably won't edit at all. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. After viewing it, maybe I'll cut something out. Yeah, uh, but I doubt it. It was short enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna bring. Oh yeah. So we usually kind of towards the end of the episode, we as in me and Oliver, he has a little segment we call Oliver's deep dives. Oh, okay. And. He's he's currently in Portland. He just married. Uh, I got to rephrase this. I, I almost said he married his sister. Whoa! <laughs> but he was the official. Official. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. So he married his sister and her fiance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he's in Portland. Shout out to all. He's in Portland right now doing doing that. And so I didn't receive any deep dives. But I, I have a video here that I thought was funny. Oh Jesus! And uh, I wanted you to see. It's very very short clip. I could recycle something as well have you have you seen any of our highlights here not the highlights no you've never seen I've any seen, of the highlights I've seen, video, I've seen the episodes but i haven't seen like what do you mean highlights like you have a highlight reel 
So uh, on our Instagram, we I have clips oh, from it. Okay. So which episodes have you seen? I saw the. I've watched the last two, your newest ones. So with Lexi. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, Lexi. Okay, you saw the one with Lexi. She's wild, right? She's great. So the, shout you, out to Lexi. Thank, Amazing, yeah. tremendous musician. She's, she's here incredible. in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. So you saw the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so you saw the weird Japanese race. The Jap. Wait, just show me the video. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> the video, the video is gonna be all right. <laughs> this is so great. I love doing this one. This is so good. This I'll probably cut out because I've I've shown it to like multiple people. Okay. But this one is great. Oh, okay. I want That's this, always a good sign. Yeah, I just want to get your take on this weird. <gasps> is it cut out? Oh, oh they no. took it down. They cut it out. That is such a bummer, dude. I'll have to uh, show you another time then. That is such a bummer. This other one was just a short little clip. I need to send it. I'm going to pull it up on here. Okay. I want to get your uh, your opinion on, on this kid. Why don't you go to your last episode, the Lexi episode? You showed it to her, right? Because it's, uh, it's censored. Because <laughs> since it goes on YouTube, <laughs> okay. since it goes on YouTube, it gets like, okay. I censor it. Oh, so yeah. Otherwise, so they it. won't show it. Oh. Because that's how... It's uh, that crazy. That's how weird I'm it is. I'm missing out right now. Yeah. Damn. That's how weird it is. Here we go. It's sending, sending, boom. All right. Let's open this guy up. All right. Have you seen this video? Oh, God. No. All right. Jesus, what is this? Chicken motherfucker. Nuggets. Chicken motherfucker. Nuggets. Chicken motherfucker. Nuggets. You know, to be to be twelve and have the confidence to go into a mirror, bro, you don't have the decency to take your dirty towel off the rack before you start <laughs> recording this video, and just I don't even know what. what I want to get. I want to get doing? a. I want to get like. What do you think is like? What's his mindset here? He's trying to show people he's hard. It. I don't know. It, like <laughs> he watches okay? a whole lot of nineties. I don't know what it is. Seems like gangster movies or something like that. I mean. One more time from the top, because it's just like a 10-second clip. It seemed like he's trying to be a DJ. That, oh. He's trying to do all the noises at once. So the, the, the caption that I saw with this is, like, is uh, how to tell people you're home alone without saying that you're home alone. <laughs> and then, I don't think he's home alone, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's home alone. His parents are downstairs. Yeah, his mom is like, what is he's happening right now? the chicken nugget thing again. The chicken nugget, yeah. <laughs> Uh oh. There it, there it is. Oh, it's the audio. Where's the audio? What's going on? Wow, look at the intensity in his eyes. I know, look, dude, look at this look guy's at face. Look at the mirrors, too. Oh, maybe. Wow, he's serious. What the fuck? All right, I guess I'll fucking splice it in. We're having some mistakes here. Perfect. Perfect. He was saying chicken nugget? I thought he was saying. Chicken, well, yeah, I thought he was saying chicken. What did you hear? All I heard was whatever noise that was. That's the only thing that's like burned into my mind right now, that look on his face. That look? Look at that look right there. Can I put that look on a shirt? I would wear a shirt if someone just Ooh, put that face on a shirt. That would be amazing. Whoever makes shirts and you watch this podcast, please. What's the name of this video? I don't know. And shout out to this kid. What's this kid's name? I don't know anything about this You know kid. nothing about this I kid? I know nothing about this kid. That's why I loved it. There's chicken nugget kid. There was zero context. Chicken nugget kid. If you make a shirt with your face, that face. Oh. 
That's the fucking best. Oh, man. This kid is the shit. You're sitting on a gold mine, kid. This kid is the shit. Make some shirts. Let, so he's saying chicken nuggets, right? Wait. He says... What is that? You think this is in like... It's <laughs> the last... <laughs> Just to make... Yeah, I don't. he's making some kind of point. I can't get to it though. He's on a different level, man. Yeah, I need. I need. I need oh man, I need a shirt of this guy. Like, I want. I just that face. Just that fit the intense. The, the intense face, man. That's you, the you, energy you, that I have to bring to music and to everything in my life. Yeah, he's fully committed. A hundred percent. He put it on the internet. That's how you start a show. That's how you start a show. Chicken muffin eh, nuggets. Wendy's. This kid is yeah. your next commercial. Find this kid. Hell yeah. Or Jack. It's probably more of a Jack in the Box audience, probably. You know. What, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's more of a Jack in the Box audience. This kid. Damn. Oh, yeah, Jack in the crack. There Jack you go. Jack in the crack. Oh. Whatever, whatever you're saying. There it is. There it is, man. What does the shirt say? I think it's NASA. <laughs> I think it's NASA. NASA, NASA uh, we, got your, we got your fucking guy. I here. don't know if he's reflecting NASA very well. Yeah. No, you know what that is? NASA is now marketed because they changed their logo. Look at that. Look at that face. Has now marketed towards uh to like Target. Target like sells NASA shit. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So this kid is probably Does it mean less to you now? Because Target tells it. Honestly, NASA's fucking up, bro. I mean, Jeff Bezos went to space. Not through NASA. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're fucking up. Like, oh, only Bezos, NASA? Bezos and, and Elon, they're, they're going to beat out NASA, dude. I was they're, really worried you're going to start some flat earth kind of stuff right now. I was really worried. And our last- We can, we can get to Two that. minutes. We can get to You believe the earth is round, dude? Like, you believe the earth is flat? Really? No, dude. Where did Jeff Bezos go? <laughs> He just went up. He just went in the back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what it was. Big down. facade. Yeah. Okay, have you heard him laugh? Did you hear that? Oh, I saw that clip. Did you see that clip? He's fucking weird. That guy freaked me out. Honestly, I think you get to a point when, I think as soon as you hit like a billion, you become like a bit of a robot. You think that is what that's Dude, look at Zuckerberg. The Zuckerberg. <laughs> you the Zuckerberg? That, that dude's an alien, right? How much money do you think this kid has? This kid's on his way. On his He's way. He's on his yeah. way. Yeah. He's on his way. He's about six months away from oh! <laughs> He couldn't have played at a better spot. Yeah, no, he could have played. <laughs> Whoever this kid is, yeah. man, can we reach out to him? You're going places. You're going places, Junior. Yeah, maybe not NASA, I, I, but that, I feel like that would damage my vocal cords. If yeah, don't I tried do it. Doing that. Don't do it. That's so great. Oh All right, man. man, we got we cool, got. This was fun. It, it yeah. was fun. We'll have you back again will, when there's yes. uh, no no. Plus, when it's when, we, when you could do it proper. Yeah, in the afternoon when I'm not about to go to KPBS. I know, but it's morning drinkers, bro. Man, I can't be loose with people. Yeah, I gotta go play. You, you can be loose. You were you you were able to be loose yesterday. When? At the gig yesterday. I heard it was pretty loose. Were you there? No, you told me that. Did you know I was drinking? No, it's like I know things. What? Damn. I know things. Eyes everywhere. CIA. Oh yeah, you don't know the half of it. All right, dude. Appreciate Damn. it. Thanks for coming. Thank you, everyone. And uh yeah, bye. I'll uh see you soon. Yeah. Boom.
Bye. 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 Bye.